Part 1. The Beginning The cold desk holding my various papers almost flipped over as the door flung open. First came a large shoe and a solid black ankle sock, then a full leg with a yellow-gray dress pant. Finally, Mr. Lamont entered the room. He announced our topic in his deep and unenthusiastic voice. For me, a research project on natural disasters wasn't another boring thing to do. It was finally a chance for me to rope in my love for Japan. I already knew that a tsunami is a big wave because it is a family, because one of my family friends was near it once. I wanted to learn about death, injured, and homeless rates of tsunamis. Specifically, the one I was assigned, because it can help me define the lethality and power of tsunamis for myself. I also thought that I already knew a lot about common Japanese culture, but I would learn later on how wrong I was. Part 3. What I Found In social studies, I learned about paraphrasing or to express the meaning of a piece of writing, using different words than written, or just not copying. I also learned that in Japan, you'd think there'd be a lot of sushi or just like a lot of the food you find in restaurants. But these are more expensive delicacies that you only really eat on special occasions. I also learned that housing in cities and the suburbs are extremely different. In the city, people almost always rent rent small cramped apartments for a low price. But in the suburbs, people usually have their own houses that are large and can sometimes have a Japanese garden. These include many flowers, a koi pond, and beautiful bridges. And they're a lot of work, and they're very costly to maintain. In science class, I noticed that tsunamis can be very devastating, so I wanted to find out how devastating. In the Great Sendai Earthquake and Tsunami, over 20,000 people died, and 450,000 people lost their homes. I never would have imagined the water could do so much damage. In fact, in the Sendai earthquake and tsunami, the water destroyed power plants, which released toxic chemicals into the air. I even learned about how a tsunami starts, and even what happens when it's occurring. For example, a small tsunami usually starts by an earthquake, but it can really start from any huge disturbance near the water. And when I say huge, I mean really huge. Some tsunamis can start with the energy of 20,000 bombs. The tsunami starts as a series of extremely fast waves, but will slow as they get to shore. But slowing down isn't the only thing that is happening. It is also growing. The reason these tsunamis can be so deadly is because an extremely tall and powerful wave could easily whisk away a full-grown adult into a salty abyss. Also, things from the street get collected into the water, such as trash cans, cars, and even houses, or pieces of them, making a huge tsunami soup. In ELA class, we read books on our natural disaster. In my book, I had a detailed description of special devices scientists use to measure and report tsunamis called dart buoys. 
They can assess the tsunami on the tsunami intensity scale, a scale used so that scientists can decide how to take action when a tsunami hits or is about to. Also, we learned about podcasts. I learned that in a podcast, the host is to be very clear and must enunciate to help the readers or listeners better understand the topic. In the future, I will be able to find more reliable sources for any information I might need. Part four, after it all. Before I started this research project, I thought I knew all about tsunamis. Now I understand that they're a lot different than I imagined. Like, I never would have thought that most tsunamis get started by earthquakes. I just thought that they just kind of happened. Also, um, there's a lot of interesting stuff just about how, like, in science class, there's two uh, different scientists called hydrologists and oceanographers. Oceanographers study the sea, but also the animals in the sea and the plants, like marine biologists, but they just go that much further. And then hydrologists, they um, study the Earth's crust and how it interacts with the water. And um, the Earth's crust is where transform boundaries are, and transform boundaries make earthquakes happen, and earthquakes make tsunamis happen. And so they take that and mix it with um, the oceanographer's knowledge on the sea, and it's just like the perfect duo. It's really interesting. I, I think you should look into it if, if you think it's interesting too. And I also change as a student in a couple of ways. For example, I now know how to paraphrase and find in reliable information. I hope you now understand that what gives life takes it.